now, from the Mousecapade Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Sarah, and Gina. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 778, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that face between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. If you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. Just text Gina, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So we are still reeling over last week's announcement that Bob Iger has returned to take back his CEO seat. And one of the reasons that... Uh, Iger was reinstated is because of the trust the board has for him and the employees trust him and Disney guests trust him, or at least I know we do. Uh, One of the rumors around Disney is that Iger is going to solve the Park Pass reservation system, Genie Plus and Lightning Lane stress that's been caused. And Disney is supposed to be fun and not cause stress, which we've all talked about. Um, and supposedly that system was supposed to alleviate the stress for guests when in fact we all know it has added a lot of stress to guests but also to our lives as travel agents because it makes it a lot more difficult with the guests having to buy Genie Plus sometime after midnight on the day that they're going to that park and then having to get up at 6.50 in the morning so that they can get that first lighting lane and, or purchase an individual ride selection Um, The park hopping part has been a headache since uh, they reopened the parks from the pandemic and guests at Disney World weren't allowed to park hop until two, if you didn't know this already, and guests at Disneyland weren't allowed to park up until after one. So we're hoping the rumors are true um, and we have great news to report to you next week. We only heard bits and pieces of the town hall meeting because it was specifically for the cast members. So. Yeah, I heard it sounded like from what I read about the town hall meeting that he is putting a lot of that decision making in the hands of the people who were given those roles. For example, for Park's decision making, it's going to be Josh tomorrow. So I, you know, I'd like to see, you know, when you put people in these roles, give them a chance to see it through and, you know, be like, like, like what we expect him to do is to put the the control of the creativity back into the those people's hands. Um, so I think it's something to look forward to. And in like what you said, Vicky, I was talking with my sister-in-law about this. They're about to go this December um, in between, like the busiest time of the year, right between Christmas right. and New Year. Mm-hmm. And she is she's booked extra dining because <laughs> she wants a place to go where she's not standing in line. And I was like, that's one strategy. <laughs> no kidding. Um, I was like, I don't mind it either. Cause you know, we all need a break, but we were talking specifically about, you know, how much of a vacation is it anymore when you have to, you know, be up at midnight and 7am and sometimes it doesn't even work. So. Well, I feel sorry for the people that are off property, mm-hmm. especially if they're really busy because that's what I got into is that by the time I had to wait to get individual lightning lane for like Guardians of the Galaxy and things like that, 
and by the time I had to wait until the park was open and by the time the park was open they were gone too late I I couldn't get them and like we hardly rode anything I felt like because the, the lines were so long there was no lightning lanes available I did buy Genie Plus for every single day but I feel like I did not utilize it in November the way I did in October but I felt like I felt like it was more busy in November than it was in October. Well, it's more expensive now too because of the surge pricing. Mm-hmm. And I was just hearing, you know, over this Thanksgiving they hit the highest prices ever. Almost thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. Twenty nine dollars a day. Wow. I would not have bought it if it were me, and if it would have been that price when I was there. For seven of us, there's no way I would not have bought it. This system is so complicated. I really hope that Iger sees that, how it is a stressful thing for guests, for travel agents, for everyone. A family that's coming from Wisconsin for a week-long, once-in-a-lifetime trip, and they get there and didn't realize that they had to make park reservations. Yeah, we see that a lot. Yeah. A lot. So I'm hoping that they'll move to a more simplified process, like I hate to say it, like universal, um, where you're going to pay one set lump sum for a day and have access to all the rides and ride them as much as you want. (laughs) And if you stay at a deluxe, it should be included, just like universal. Yes. Wouldn't that be nice? Did y'all see, I don't know, you'll have to try and find it. I don't remember who posted it, but there was a commercial, Disney commercial from 2015 that someone put on YouTube. And it's all about the wonderful perks of staying on site and, you know, everything about your Disney vacation It was and um, what makes it great to go to Disney. And none of it applies now. Imagine that. It was... It was free magic bands, you know, free fast pass, transportation from the airport was included, being able to make your reser- dining reservations and all this stuff, and it's all gone. Yikes. So see, what I'm afraid of is after reading his book, I feel like Iger's more towards the TV stuff and then the parks. Like in his book, he hardly talked about the parks at all. I mean, I hope that he does address some of this situation, but I do think he has his hands full with the, you know, Disney Plus stuff. Yeah, because they're not making money on it. No, and and Vicky's right. He does need to get back to more imaginative because some of the stuff they've been putting out lately has been lackluster. Well, and we'll talk about that coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, mine is is very much what we were just just talking about. Can we please put the genie back in the lamp? <laughs> Vicky mentioned that Bob Iger could possibly change the Genie Plus system. And as a reminder, the FastPass system is what we used to have. And it was very much loved by Disney guests. It was free with your ticket and resort package. Um, it allowed you to get three rides or attractions of your choice at a certain time at the park um, that they would be visiting. It was 60 days out that you could book everything. And Genie Plus, when it was presented, it was this whole, oh, it's going to make everything easier for guests. But of course it didn't. 
In fact, it added more stress to the guests. Ooh, let me tell you to the travel agents. <laughs> we all felt it. Mm-hmm. To the cast members, um, the IT department, not to mention it added cost to the guest trip. And we're going to have to wait to see what happens. But we love the genie, but not the genie plus. We need that to go. Bye bye. They do need to do an overhaul on it. Oh, definitely. I think the park reservation, like the two o'clock thing, I think that could be something. I said this last week, easily, we could get rid of that. Nobody would lose any money um, and it would make us all happy, but this would lose the money. Like people are paying it, 30 bucks. People are like, ugh, I'm angry about it, but I'm paying it. Yeah. Because they feel like they can't ride anything if they don't. Right. Unfortunately. We couldn't ride anything when we had it. That's the way we were. We couldn't ride anything when we had it. Because the lines for everything were 110 minutes or longer. Yikes. So the Walt Disney Company's latest animated feature film titled Strange World, an adventurous and ambitious new movie led by filmmaker and director Don Hall, who also co-directed some major Disney movies such as Winnie the Pooh in 2011, Big Hero 6, Moana, and Raya and the Last Dragon. The film officially released on November 23rd, 2022, and looks to be fun for the whole family. However, the film has been swarmed with controversy as of late. Now, I have to say, I have not watched this. I haven't either. I haven't either. I just haven't had time. Me either. <laughs> I, I read a lot of reviews, though. I've seen the previews. I have, too. So, the animated movie follows a family and Motley crew of explorers spanning three generations known as the legendary Clades. The Dom Hall and Kui Wen-directed epic is the 61st animated film from the animated movie giant, following the Clades family as they explore the mysterious planet Avalonia. The film is facing the worst audience score in the studio's entire animation history. That's crazy. Receiving a B rating on Cinema Score, which a B doesn't sound too doesn't bad. Doesn't sound bad. But right. um, I don't know what the others have been. So this is now the worst rank for a Disney animated film ever and the only one to drop below an A minus. Okay, so there we go. So this is from Cinema Score. So it's a calculated average of ratings given by moviegoers straight out of the theaters meaning that it's entirely based on initial reactions of the general public who watch the film when it is released. Strange World has been surrounded by controversy anyway, being banned in around 20 different international markets due to the film's reliance on LGBTQIA topics. The film is also not expected to reach its estimated box office returns, coming in far below what was projected. And this is sad because Disney counts on doing well, especially during Thanksgiving weekend. So I don't think any of us watched it. I've seen the previews and I wasn't really super excited by the previews. I wasn't either. It wasn't something I'm going to go to the theater to see. Well, we have a teenager that works at church and he, um, I asked him if he watched it and he goes, honestly, I go in, I clean, I do my business in there. But he said, everybody that was there, first of all, not a big turnout, not Mm. what a normal Disney movie would bring in on Thanksgiving weekend. And then the other thing was, he said, people just didn't look excited when they left the movie theater and he heard people complaining about it. So it didn't surprise me because I had already started researching, but, um, 
I was kind of hoping, you know, sometimes the reviews aren't good and then the movie's good. So, yeah. Well, on Thanksgiving weekend, I used to work at the movie theater as well. And that was the busiest weekend of the year. Well, Thanksgiving Day was the busiest day, which is crazy to think about. Um, I never realized that people go to the movie on Thanksgiving Day. We did not Thanksgiving, but we did on Christmas Day. We did Thanksgiving. And it was always the earnest movies came out (laughs) on Thanksgiving. How funny. That is funny. I don't know. Like, I loved, what is that movie? Um, Onward? Oh, yeah. I, I like love that, that movie. And uh, I remember when that, because it came out on Disney Plus during the middle of the pandemic. And we ordered food. And I remember all sitting on the floor in front of the TV eating. And I still remember what I was eating when I watched that because I liked it so much. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get those vibes from this one so we'll see i mean i'll watch it when it comes on disney plus but i don't think i'm gonna take the family to the movie theater no me either me either okay it's really sad that we really have to say this but (laughs) characters are people too oh man cast members are asking that guests remember that the characters are people especially at meet and greets. Sometimes guests get upset because they don't feel like they have enough time with their character or their children don't have enough time with them. So here is what Disney wants us to know. Characters and cast members are on a set schedule for the amount of time that they can spend with guests. There are certain rules and regulations that they have to file while follow while in character and perform performers under complex masks and costumes aren't immune from error. Even with their extensive training, conditions for cast members haven't been what most would call ideal as of late, as a mixture of Chapex drama and unruly guest behavior hasn't made things easy for either of the parties involved. And these performers aren't the only ones working under some of the major stress in or out of massive costumes. We think the golden rule would apply well here. Do unto others as you have done to you. Yeah, I just, we've lost the human side. Yes. Like, I don't want to go back and be locked in our house, so don't hear what I'm not saying. Please don't send hate mail. But I feel like we had an appreciation for each other better when we were locked in a house, I thought that it might help change the world. And that, that's just me being Susie Sunshine, I guess. But the same thing that I told you guys when I was in the hurricane, people were so nice. I don't mean just cast members because they're generally nice. Like guests were nice to other guests. People were greeting each other everywhere we went on the elevator where sometimes, you know, people get on the elevator, they don't acknowledge you. Everybody was nice to everybody. I don't understand why we can't do that. I I really don't. I mean, I know I was raised different than some people, but I, oh my goodness. I I fail for some of these cast members because I have been where I've walked up to a cast member, like even just getting something to eat or something to drink from, you know, one of the little booths or whatever, where a cast member kind of seemed real short with me, but I figured like either the person in front of me or the one in front of them kind of got crappy with them. So I always, you know, kind of like, like say something nice. I say something nice to them, make them smile. I give them a smile. You know, I say thank you. And, and it's like immediately their tone changes. You know, I, there's just no reason to be rude to these cast members. They're doing the best they can. They're shorthanded. 
Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they have crappy pay because that's one of the biggest complaints is that they're paid. They're not getting paid what they should be. So I have two clients. Shout out to Kelly and Jenny. They're going in January and um, Kelly sent me a picture today of these like little wooden coins that they got made up. Um, let me see what it says. Sorry. I don't want to misquote. It says you are the magic. So they got a bunch of those to take with them when they go in January to give to the cast members. That's awesome. Oh, that's sweet. Just because they they understand and they are loyal listeners. So thanks girls for listening. We appreciate it. And thanks for being nice to the cast members. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's few and far between, mm-hmm. which is a sad day. All right. So the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, and I'm not talking about on the ride itself. I'm talking about on Disney Plus. This is a 40 minute show. And believe it or not, I actually watched this. I did too. <laughs> I watched it. Yeah, it's on my list. I've actually watched it twice. <laughs> it begins and ends with a brief animated scene. I just want to say that because when it first came on, Joey was like, huh? Right. <laughs> and um, I'm not trying to spoil anything for you. I didn't really tell you what's going on in there, but it's to help give the story and then wrap the story up. So that's why it's like that. Don't turn it off thinking that that's what the whole show is going to be like. Right. It's minutes. It's just minutes, the beginning and the end. So Mantis and Drax have an idea to help Peter cheer up by getting Peter a surprise Christmas present. And um, there are cheesy parts. I'm not going to lie, but it has a great storyline. It's funny. I love that they brought Kevin Bacon in. I think that's a nice addition. It was pretty hilarious. I liked it. And then... um, I'm not going to say anything else because I really don't want to spoil it for you guys, but it's definitely worth your 40 minutes. I mean, I don't know if my kids would disagree, but I thought Brad and I thought it was really, we were chuckling. I loved it. It's, I, like I said, I've watched it twice this weekend and I will be watching it again. And like we watch, we YouTube the music on the way to school and that'll probably be every single ride to school for the rest of December. We'll be listening to that song. Oh, that's awesome. It's so cute. It was really, really well done. I thought it was. At Drax and Mantis. They kind of sounded like a married couple. Yes. Like, gosh, they're so <laughs> funny together. I like them in the movies. You should definitely watch it because it was, I was sad. I was not sadly. I was pleasantly surprised. That's what I was going to say. It was really well done. I'm glad that I finally, <laughs> I can finally say I did get to watch it. Normally, you know me, I don't watch anything, but. Well, you know how last week you guys were talking about um, the Santa Claus TV show? Man, it's getting some hate this week. Yeah. Like I have heard nothing but bad things about it. I guess like I don't know. I I don't want to say it on the air, but Brad had read some stuff too, and I didn't haven't researched it because I was pleasantly, I again pleasantly surprised. Not pleasantly surprised. I was happy. I was excited it was coming on. I watched the three movies heading up to it, and then I yeah. I don't know. I think if you go in with a certain mindset, well, I think people just like to complain. Yeah, that's true. They like to look and they like to look more into stuff than they really need to. Right. And that is what Iger said. I know we can't please people all the time. We're not even going to try to do that because it won't happen or something like that was one of the things, Mm -hmm. the quotes that I saw from today. Well, Iger, I am going to ask you one thing um, and I'm going to do one little bit of complaining right now. Can you fix this dining reservation thing? Oh, yeah. We want to talk about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So guests have been hoarding dining reservations. We've been mentioning this like over and over and over again. Um, Well, a Disney 
TikToker went out and um, agreed. They did an overlay on the TikTok and she asked people to stop hoarding, trading, and yes, even selling Disney dining reservations. Um, and of course, this TikToker said, just allow us enough reservations so that we can, the people who do follow the rules are able to have the opportunity to book these dining experiences. Um, it's been happening a lot lately, like just more and more and more. In fact, I used to get excited to book people's dining and now it's something that I absolutely dread and I have to like set them up with. I'm going to do my very best. I promise you, right. like I will be up at the crack of dawn. I will be like, I've got multiple, my computer, my phone, everything's logged in. Everything is set up. I'm trying really, really hard, but it just might not happen. So, um, it's it's really sad um, and we would appreciate it if people did stop hoarding reservations. Uh, Disney has been known to make changes. I wish they would make a change on this one, but I don't know what exactly that would look like. Um, remember that when guests started like um, when they would go in and buy up all the merchandise and then mm -hmm. go turn around and sell it for more than what they paid for it then disney did at least put a cap on how much you were allowed to buy of certain things so hopefully they will do something to stop the dining hoarding reservations i keep seeing comments lately that they're blaming that others like in disney groups and stuff are blaming travel agents for doing it okay y'all we are not doing it because <laughs> we are in the same pickle that you all are in we are trying to get it for our clients <laughs> so i had a weird experience not yesterday morning but this morning when i was booking reservations for my friends my friends have been going since they've been young um it's two women that i know one of them i i uh, met when i lived in georgia and then i met this other lady or girl megan sorry megan and karen i'll give them a shout out and they go two three times a year and they do a girl trip usually once a year so I got on there today and I knew for sure that they wanted nine dragons. They love nine dragons when they go to Epcot. So I got that one, no problem. Cause it's not really one that we usually think of as a, like a heavy hitter or whatever. You either like it or you don't. And so I thought, well, that's good. One down. Well, um, I know that Megan probably got tired or they were busy at work yesterday and they forgot to text me. So I have done enough trips for them. I know them and I know Magic Kingdom, they like Liberty Tree or Skipper's Canteen. And then if they're at Hollywood Studios, they like Mama Melrose. Okay, yes, Liberty Tree is pretty busy. Skipper Canteen, I usually can find those, no problem. Um, and then in Hollywood Studios, I can always find Mamas or usually. I got on this morning. Do you know the two restaurants that were open at Magic Kingdom? I don't think you guys will guess it. Cinderella's Royal Table. What? And Be Our Guest. Guest. I was just about to say, I was wondering something that's usually not open. I did hear on one of the Travel Agent Facebook pages today that Disney has not opened a lot of the dining. Like they're dropping it randomly. Mm. Like they have blocks, but they're not dropping them the day of like the 60 day. Like they're dropping them, like say it'll be tomorrow mid afternoon sometime. So it's so six being on there at six o'clock Eastern time, eight doing crap. <laughs> so you're telling me, because it's five o'clock for us. So I don't have to wake up at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's what Brad said. Brad goes, can Iger, can Iger fix that? <laughs> Hopefully. Is it, I mean, I don't remember it being like this when you could make your reservations 90 days out. You could make them 180 days out. 
What am I thinking 90? 180 days. I think I would much rather go back to 180 days because it seemed like there was more available. Maybe so. There was. Guess what the two restaurants at Hollywood, I'm telling you, I'm like, where was this when I was going? Brown Derby and... Uh, Hollywood and Vine? Sci-Fi Diner? No, Primetime and Ogus Cantina. Ogus. So I booked both of them for them, one mid-afternoon and one at the low, later in the night in case they wanted them. And, um, and Karen, and I'm not making fun of you, I just didn't know what to do because I knew that their regular ones were not available. And I thought, like, I'm flabbergasted. I know. It was like, when, what are their dates? When are they going? At the end of January. I looked. It's after the marathon and before the princess run. Well, that's when we would always go as a family. And it was full to the brim last year, busy. So I'm wondering if something has happened and if that was people rescheduling trips from COVID and now it's kind of back to its normal, not busy time. <laughs> I don't know. That was crazy, though. Crazy. That is crazy. I kept looking at it. And so then I don't know if um, Megan didn't see everything that I wrote in the message or whatever. And she said, well, what about this? And what? And I'm like, oh, no, I went over to Steakhouse 71. Nothing. I looked at w Wilderness Lodge. Nothing at Whispering Canyon. Whispering Canyon? <laughs> no, it gets better. Grand Floridian. I can always usually get one on that day. Yeah. No Plan Floridian, no Kona Cafe, no Ohana, like everything, just... Well, keep looking, Vicky, because those have not dropped. That's what I got the consensus this morning. Well, good. I mean, not good, but good. And maybe I can get my friends what they want. So the other question is, going back to this whole hoarding thing, so now there's a, I don't know what you want to call it, like a robot type thing that grabs these dining reservations. It's a service called, I don't, it's called the Dining Ferry. Like it's expensive. Like you have to pay for it and you give them your login information and everything oh, wow. and they grab the reservations for you. That seems scary for me. And it makes it for you? Yeah. Okay. I've had, I've done things before where it alerts me that one is available. Me too. I like Stakeout. Stakeout is my favorite because it texts me and I can get on it as soon as possible mm -hmm. and get it. But this is an actual like service to where you pay into it and, and they'd get your dining for you. Mm. That would mean they'd have to have your credit card and I don't feel comfortable with that. Yeah, I don't either. Well, and I don't think, I don't think uh, companies should be able to do this either. I think it should be against the rules for Disney. Maybe they're related to Bob Chapik. Oh, sorry, I digress. I think it needs to be either 180 days where people aren't thinking about it, but, or it needs to just go ahead and be 30 days. Like after you've made your final payment, because True. what I've been hearing is so many people do it with a fake reservation, but then they drop those reservations or they change them so they can mm -hmm. get all of these dining reservations just to sell or to trade or to do whatever with. Right. Cause they're getting their $200 deposit back. Oh, that is so wrong. People. It is wrong. If they could do it just the 30 days out, like then you don't have to worry about it. And also then we don't have to worry about all of the time spent like planning somebody's trip when then they cancel or they reschedule. Like you haven't made the dining reservations yet. So it's okay. And I feel like they should be connected to the reservation because like you said, if they cancel on us and then they go and book on their own because they think they could do it better, 
if we cancel and those dining reservations are attached to their package, it should cancel the dining pa- dining reservations as well. I do go in and cancel them. As I was say, I know most most travel agents will go in and cancel. I do any anything that they've made. I did too because my my person can't go. They they really truly had to cancel their trip. But I didn't think about. I thought when you cancel your trip, it cancels that. But I was wrong, and thank God I went in and looked at that. All right, Sarah, what news you got for us? All right, so I'm headed over to Disneyland. According to guests, Goofy and friends were not present at Goofy's kitchen for the character meal on Sunday morning's breakfast. That'd be disappointing. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, the guest wasn't informed that her character dining meal would be characterless because the characters are typically the reason guests reserve these reservations. According to social media, no official reason was given as to why Goofy and his friends were MIA. To make things worse, the guests weren't offered a discount on their meal since the characters weren't there. Interestingly enough, about an hour and a half later, Minnie and Pluto showed up, but at that point, the earlier breakfast guests were getting ready to leave or had already left. Another thing the guests found odd is the many empty tables that were there. When they inquired about the empty tables, the cast members said that many families had canceled their reservations. So the question is, were some guests given the opportunity to cancel without a penalty when they arrived and found no characters, or was it a coincidence that this many families had canceled their reservations? We may never know, but these things, these are things that we hope Bob Iger will ensure don't happen again. His relationships with employees seem to be based on respect and trust, um, something that Bob Chapek didn't have so i don't know what happened here i mean we went to i can't even remember the name of it it was breakfast in the grand floridian oh the 1900 fair yes we went there for breakfast one morning and we were very excited because um it it was supposed to have mary poppins alice the mad tea hatter and my youngest daughter's name is alice and that was going to be her first encounter with alice and the mad hatter came around and we said oh you know this is alice and we were trying to have a cute moment, you know, and, you know, we, I said, we're really looking forward to meeting her. And he said something about she's not here today or something. <laughs> I don't know. He made it sound cute. And I was kind of bummed, but I was like, well, we still get Mary Poppins. Love her. Still get you. I mean, it's okay. You didn't get Winnie the Pooh and Piglet too? Yeah. And then Tigger was outside, I think. Well, hope. Hopefully, Goofy and friends will be there when I'm there because I have dinner reservations there one night. That would be horrible. That's a lot of money not to have characters. Yes, they should have given them some sort of break on their check. Yeah, like half off or something. You're paying for the characters. (laughs) Yeah, who knows what happened. Those meals are not worth sixty-two dollars with no. no characters. Like well, I'll let you not. know <laughs> if I have characters or not. You can send us a picture, proof of life. <laughs> Will do. A couple of fires um, had to be reported at Disney this week. First, sad to say, Disney's news cruise ship, The Wish, had a small electrical fire with a speaker on deck nine of the ship during the pirate night. Guess we're. The guests were cleared off of deck nine and 10 just to be safe. And the fire was put out and no one was injured. Then the second fire happened at Disney's Polynesian Resort in the parking lot. A guest minivan 
was engulfed in flames at about 8 a.m. this past Saturday. Guests were standing there in awe because the flames were so large. Four or five vehicles near the minivan received damage as well. Eventually, the Reedy Creek Fire Department showed up and put the fire out. No injuries were reported from this fire, which is a blessing based on the sound of how big those flames were. Yikes. If you look at the pictures, it's kind of scary. Yeah. I wonder if the engine blew up or something. I haven't heard anything and I didn't see a follow-up so far. So if I do, I can report it. A fire on a ship or a boat or any... That's scary. Thing on the sea <laughs> is very scary. Carnival just had that guy uh, fall overboard this week on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, gosh. On the It was the Carnival Valor, and I don't know what happened. I, somehow he fell off. They found him after six hours. You're on a ship, Sarah. They could have just ripped that speaker out of the wall and threw it in the ocean. Really. <laughs> that would have been my first thought. I don't know. I don't know. If you if you think about it, though, if there's a, if a fire breaks out on the ship and it spreads, you don't have anywhere to go. <laughs> this is true. Sure. Ideally, there's life, you know, vessels, but that is scary. So we kind of touched on this earlier, so I'll just like recap it. So one of the, the things that uh, Iger did right away as the new or the returning CEO, I should say, was that he did have that town hall meeting this morning. Um, again, we're recording on Monday. You're going to hear this on Wednesday. So the meeting was Monday, November 28th. I guess they Zoomed. It was, he was in California, but I guess he Zoomed with the Florida uh, cast members so that they knew what was going on and they talked to him. Uh, that is definitely the one thing that we've noticed the most di that's different between Chapik and Iger. There are a lot of things we could go on and on, I know, but it's that the Disney employees and the Disney guests are important to Iger. Do you remember when that little boy um, was killed from the alligator at the Grand yes. Floridian? Do you know he called the parents? He was in, um, I guess, was it? It was one of the ones out in Asia that they were opening one of the parks. They were getting ready to open that day and that's the day it happened. And he called the parents and said, if there's anything I can do, please call me. He felt horrible. I mean, well, yeah. that, I'm sorry, but Bob Chapek wouldn't have done that. I doubt it. I, I mean, I'm, so, I'm sad to say that. I mean, there are some things that I don't agree with him on, but overall, it doesn't matter if I agree with him or not. He's the type of person that you could probably disagree with him and still be friends with him. Right. We talked about that last week um, when I found out that Tim Allen and Tom Hanks have that 27-year relationship and still meet for lunch and stuff and have conversations. And those are two politically very different actors. And if they're able to have a friendship and just to be friends because agree to disagree, I think that that's really how we're supposed to all be actually, mm -hmm. but. <laughs> yes, we're supposed to. <laughs> yep. So Epcot celebrates more holidays than any other Disney park. Guests can visit Epcot's Festival of the Holidays to learn more about a variety of celebrations from around the world. You can celebrate Christmas, Hanukkah, Las Posadas, and many more through storytellers, bands, and by sampling food and more. Here's some things that you'll want to see at Epcot if you are at Disney World this December. Las Posadas at the Mexican Pavilion. We've got a Barn Santa at the Norway Pavilion. Father Christmas is at the United Kingdom Pavilion, La Bufana at um, the Italy Pavilion, 
Japanese New Year at the Japan Pavilion. Hanukkah is celebrated between the Morocco and France pavilions. Pere Noel at the France Pavilion. Holiday Voyagers at the Canadian Pavilion. And a visit from Santa at the Odyssey Pavilion. Do lots and lots of celebrating around the world. I have not seen the Barn Santa, although I saw a clip of it on a vlog, but I've seen La Bufana. That is a very interesting story, I might tell you. I was wondering what it was. She's um, a Christmas witch. Oh. And then um, Père Noël in France. Those are the two that I remember. I don't remember any of the other ones. Very interesting. If you have an opportunity, go. I definitely would take time to do that. Like spend a half a day looking at the schedule and working it out so you can see all of them. Because Disney's really good about having several times and they don't overlap so that you could see them all if you wanted. I am very excited about what I'm about to talk about. Yes, me too. I have plans to take the family to see this. This we're going to see. We, I took the girls, it was a like a teacher work day or something, and I took them to see Avatar. They re-released it in the theater, and they showed a clip of this movie at the end of Avatar. So it was kind of fun. Avatar, The Way of Water, after spending 13 years in development, Avatar 2 is finally hitting theaters this December. I'm so excited. James Cameron might have spent his life trying to move the franchise forward in a good direction, but his time has taken a toll financially. I don't doubt it. <laughs> Earlier, Cameron said that if fans want to see Avatar 3, he would need the movie to make $2 billion at the box office. Three more movies are planned after Way of Water, which will explore a different part of Pandora, and not all of them could be made if things don't go according to plan. One of the biggest factors is China which made the first Avatar movie the highest grossing film of all time due to re-releases. The budget for Way of Water might be higher than fans would expect as it is nearly half a million dollars. I bet he'll make that at the box office. I'm wondering if China being a factor is because they're still experiencing very strict COVID restrictions. True. So um, if they can't go see it... (laughs) That could be, that could really hurt. Really, really hurt. I'm excited about it though. Yeah, me too. I just remember when the first one came out and Kaylee's like, the next one's not supposed to come out till 2015. I'm going to be graduated from high school. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's just graduated from college. And, and Joey goes, fast forward in time, and you now have three degrees, a high school, de- <laughs> a, high school a bachelor's, and a master's degree, and now the movie's going to come out. But yeah, it was funny. She loved this movie. She probably had it memorized at the time. I don't know if she still does, but every time I would go over my mom's if she was there or it was on or if she was here and it was on, it was on. It was on because Kaylee loved it. It was just crazy. Well, this is uh, no pressure then. Like, come on, we have to make it make two billion. So everybody has to go to the theaters to see it. There we go. I wonder if they'll update Avatar Flight Passage at all with the new movie. I don't know. That would be interesting. They might. Oh gosh, and then even longer lines. <laughs> Gina's like, what was I thinking? No. I do like it just fine how it is, which is true. I do. I was going to say, I do. I wouldn't even want it to change. I like it so much. I mean, I don't know what this new movie is going to be like, but imagine if you were, you know, like when you go over the ocean part, what if you went in the ocean? 
and then like splashed on your face and you go what (laughs) (laughs) okay guys so what is a rumors and news show without rumors okay i'm gonna repeat this this is a rumor right (laughs) star wars has claimed the next chance for a movie set in a galaxy far far away would be 2025 but a new report leads us to believe that Lucasfilm might be moving forward with a certain movie. Star Wars fans have heard of a dozen movie projects being considered at Lucasfilms, and the scripts are being written. Fans are patiently or not so patiently waiting, and that's as far as any of the projects have gotten in the past three years. Despite Lucasfilm's promise to release a movie in 2022, they could not get anything to work. This is because Lucasfilm is afraid to repeat the mistakes it made with the sequel trilogy. Fans are still angry with Disney, and even though shows like Andor and Mandalorian help earn back the trust of Star Wars fans, one mistake could divide the whole fandom again. The next movie needs to be really good so Disney can confidently release more Star Wars movies. With the Walt Disney Company bringing Bob Iger back, uh, Lucasfilms will inevitably be told to release a movie every year. The problem is that fans have no idea how far along some of these projects are, but one source believes that a Star Wars movie might be further in development than we originally thought. We will keep you posted if we get any more information about any upcoming Star Wars movies. Yeah, I bet they're right, though, about Iger. He's going to want to release more movies because he's the one that brought Lucasfilms on. He's the one that did that deal. And if other rumors are true, the creative people in charge at Lucasfilm were really restricted by what they could do when Chapek was in charge. So Really? Mm-hmm. And another rumor that came out, which actually Nick had texted me and I was like, what? I hadn't heard this, but then I did hear, I did find it and read about it. And the other rumor is that because of uh, Iger's close ties with Apple, mm-hmm. that Apple may purchase Disney. I heard that too. Someone specifically asked him that at the town hall meeting. Did they? Mm-hmm. And he said, that is just speculation. And... That is all it is. I mean, I get it because Steve Jobs had Pixar and everything, but after that whole deal, him and Steve Jobs became really, really good friends before Steve passed away. Right. I didn't realize that either until I read it this weekend. You got to read his book. Um, It's a tearjerker, though. Two giant companies like Disney and Apple, though, something like that's going to take a really long time. Which is what Brad said. And he's got two years. (laughs) We will have to wait and see. Well, and it's pretty much, I guess it would be up to the board, too, if they wanted to sell. I mean, I guess ultimately things, you know, lie in the hands of the shareholders. But I think that would really put a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Because it's not Disney anymore if you sell a Apple. Well, Nick said, imagine the twist on the, uh, what is the wicked old woman in Snow White holding the apple? Oh. <laughs> the witch. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, good call. That would be funny. I think that would be bad. It's just, it won't be Disney anymore. This is true. 
Well, thank you for joining us. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast. And if you would like a free quote, contact Gina, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497. Or you can go to Your Story Travel. You can simply go to the drop-down menu and click on one of our names. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki and Gina talk with Gina's daughter, Abby, about Abby's 14th birthday Disney trip. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades, and more podcasts. Well, it's about that time. Disney love. See you real soon. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse.